Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Victor Cruz Show. We're here for another uh, episode, another show, if you will, Starring of the Victor Cruz Show. Trying to give the people what they want. Starring. Moving right along here. Welcome, listeners. We appreciate you. Uh, always thank you for tuning in. Unfortunately, we're going to start this show on some sad news. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tragedy that took place yesterday. Here in New York City? Here in New York City on the West Side Highway, which is which is something that's... Just gut wrenching, man. I think I saw something on the news that it's it'll be the first uh, because of the casualties that were involved. It is the first six, the first successful uh, terrorist attack since nine eleven. Did you know that? Pete? Wow, I did not hear that. The first successful one. Obviously, there's been attempts, but this is the first successful I, one since nine eleven. I'll say this, man. For me, this shit's happening far too often around the world. It's becoming man. casual. Yeah, it's like. It's like this happens, and I'm not saying people have forgotten about it, but it's like, oh, man, that's terrible. Get out of here. And two hours later, you're like having dinner and not thinking. I mean, it's obviously a lot closer to us, you know, because it's here in our backyard. It's actually four blocks from my office. Wow. I run on that bike path, literally. And um, it's terrifying to me to think, you know, when I run on that bike path, I have my Beats headphones in, mm-hmm. you know, in ears, music on. You're not really hearing you much. See. And the, to think that a pickup truck is on the bike lane, tearing down, you know, behind you. I just can't even imagine, like, that scene and just the horror and just to think that someone's just out there either on a leisurely stroll, trying to be better about their health, or on vacation riding a bike, and that happens. It's insane. It's, it's man. like this is becoming a place I don't recognize anymore. You know. I mean, the crazy part is, as more information started to come out of this thing, supposedly he was living in Patterson, mm-hmm. New Jersey, for mm-hmm. an extended amount of time. Which is where you're from. Which is my hometown. Yep. Which saddens me to say that yep. we're housing this disgusting human being. And then he purchases or rents the truck from Passaic, New Jersey, which is my neighboring town oh, wow. that I frequented a hundred times as a kid, mm-hmm. and still do. Um, and then painted or put fake Home Depot decals on the truck. So this was like a fully oh, I didn't know that. executed, well thought out process. So the truck wasn't from Home Depot? The truck was not from Home Depot. He apparently must have ordered. You can get Home Depot <laughs> stickers on Amazon from what I heard. So I'd imagine he did that and figured it out and then just made it happen. Um, and this is like, it's just tra- it's just tragic, man. But. Um, our prayers and thoughts go out to all the families that were affected by this, everyone that you know felt some type of way by this and, and is disturbed. Uh, we're right there with you, and our prayers up for sure. Yeah, and I would say, you know, New York and, you know, our country as a whole is a very resilient, um, very resilient people, and I would say um, keep those people in your prayers, as you just mentioned, Vic, and 
I also think the best way to combat that is is to continue to live life how we do every day. So I'm going to go right back out there and run on that same bike path. I'm going to go right back out there. I'm not going to let anyone, you know, instill fear in us. And because and, if we do that, they've won. So again, prayers out to everyone affected by the tragedy. Um, you know, and hopefully this shit comes to a stop at, at some point very soon. I agree. Uh, switching gears, we got a great show lined up yeah. for y'all today. I'm excited about I'm this show. I'm very excited about this show. I'm very excited about this show. We have WBC heavyweight world champion Deontay Wilder joining us later on, on this segment. He's, he's a bad man. He's a huge person. He's I don't know if you've ever seen him box <laughs> or seen him in person. He is a massive human he's being. A, you know, they say there's people that, you know, and I'll, he's calling in and I'll ask him that or we can ask him that. There's people that box and there's people that are in the hurt business. He's in the hurt business. Well, he is trying to hurt people. Woo! 1,000%. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm With excited his call in. Yes. So we're excited, man. But, but before we move forward, okay. Uh, if you listened last show, we had a guest last show. Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson of the New York City Football, Football Club. Club yep, right? Yep. And they were playing in the playoffs. Yeah. And they had a, a game match um, yesterday. I believe it was- Last night. Last night, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I lied. Two days ago. Two days, two days ago. ago. And, and I'm going to keep it all the way a buck. It's funny because- I didn't know what time the game was. I didn't know um, what channel it was on. I was in the gym working out. And you know when you go to the gym, it has like 17 televisions, whatever. The game has to be on one. And I see them walking off the bus. And I'm like, oh, shit, they're playing. Sean Johnson. And he's the goalie, so obviously he's the one in the different uniform. He's the second one out. I'm like, oh, wow, Sean, you know, so... I'm rooting for him. You know, I'm rooting for him because he's from New York. I'm rooting for him because he was on the show. Playing the Yankee Stadium. Yes. Uh, did you see any of the? They got mopped, <laughs> fam. Mopped. It just so happened. Shout out to Sean Johnson. He's a friend of the show. He's a friend of the show. We're good. This is all love. Oh, man. But I'm watching it, right? And and I just kind of got it on because mm-hmm. I'm in the crib. I just There's just one TV mm-hmm. that I just, it's on at all times. Uh-huh. So, and I just happened to look up. I was doing some stuff and, and moving around in the crib, and I look up, and I'm like, oh, soccer. And I look, and I look at the kind of the header, and I see, I was like, oh, Sean Johnson. Yep, yep. And as I'm looking at it, they're showing a highlight of one of the opposing team members <laughs> just funneling through <laughs> defenders. Excuse me, pardon me, bomb right to the top corner the, uh, uh, of the goal. Uh-huh. And at that point, and then I'm like, oh, like, they just scored. Cool. Let me look at the score. I look up at the score thinking it's going to be 1-1 or 2-2 even. It's 4-1 to at the time. And I don't even remember the final. Maybe that's the final score. It may score. have been 4-1, I think. Wow. But I'm going to tell you what, what was a little it's funny a tough to way me. to go yeah, in the playoffs. I'm going to tell you what's funny. And I, but I think, don't quote me on this. I'm not the most knowledgeable soccer person um, or, or keeping up with MLS. I think it may be best out of three because they have a game this weekend on Sunday. Oh, they're playing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So I, that's rare yeah, it's in weird. soccer. It's weird, right? So I'm okay. not, you know, so we'll need to like fact check that. But okay. um, I've done this all my life in sports. When you're playing, LeBron's playing, Odell, Dre, any of my friends are playing, I check, I try to watch the game. And if for some reason I'm traveling and I miss the game, I go immediately to the score. And even if my friend's team took an ass whipping, I go straight to the box score to see that hopefully my friend at least did well. Exactly. Right? I've been doing. We do that. We do that, right? Forever. High school, right? Lost. Okay, you had. You know, you scored two TDs. Okay, whatever. What made it different about Sean was he's the goalie. It's all. So when I saw the score was four one, I'm like, I don't know. He gave up four goals. (laughs) Obviously, it's not just him, and obviously, we're just having fun. Always a full team. Um, But um, I'm almost positive they play Sunday, Mm -hmm. Um, and if they play at home, it's at Yankee Stadium. 
Um, so we wish them better luck. Maybe we won't have them call into the show. Maybe that's yeah, what they did. Yeah, maybe we should just have them focus on the game <laughs> and uh, not call us hooligans up here oh, talking crazy. Um, all right. I don't know if you heard, Pete, but I was watching TV as I normally do or checking my phone. I get alerts. I get all types of things. But Jack Rabbit, also known as Janoris Jenkins, mm-hmm. um, or backwards, Janoris Jenkins, also known as Jack Rabbit, mm-hmm. got suspended for a game. For what? See this? No. Uh, apparently... Um, I guess the coach gave the guys a, a, a later start time to the day on Monday. Okay. They didn't have to come in as early. Okay. So Is that normal? Guys, Is that normal? That's normal depending on if we win, if we lose, okay. or just if we travel far, whatever the case may be. Um, and then I guess he gave that liberty to just a couple guys. And Janoris Is that normal? To, I think so. I think injuries probably played a part into that. I think he wanted him to get some rest, or okay. I don't know. I'm, you know, okay. I, I, I haven't. That's rare for me, honestly. I haven't seen that, but it is what it is. Okay. So I guess he didn't come back in time, or no one knew where he was for an extended period of time, and then he came back towards the end of the day, and I guess you know that's when he finally came around, um, and then Coach McAdoo had a conversation with him early uh, the next day, mm-hmm. asked him what was up, and then the result of that conversation came in a one game suspension, I believe. Wow. Let me let me ask you this, and and it's not to put you on the spot in any way, and you can plead the fifth, but I think you probably have um, probably the best point of view on something like this. You you hear the it feels like there's been a lot more going on with the Giants this season, right? Like just like this guy came late to practice, this guy left. Just just things that haven't happened in the past. Every week is just something new, right? And I'll say this. Again, because I just, from a fan, I read it just like everyone else does, ESPN, Bleacher Report, Uninterrupt, you know, whatever it is. Maybe this stuff happens and we just don't hear about it normally. Maybe we're just hearing about the stuff that's happening. Maybe stuff's happening this year or this season that doesn't normally happen. Do you feel that even, I'm not even asking for insider knowledge, do you feel it's been like more stuff with the Giants this year? It just seems like there's something, right? I do. It just feels like a, a, a lot's going on and, and it. You know, it's rare for the Giants. I mean, there might be something here or there, but this many things, this many injuries, this bad football play, even before the injuries, um, it's just been a lot. And it's rare to see from the Giants organization, from the Giants players. But, um, you know, I don't know what you'll credit that to. I mean, I don't know if it's just luck of the draw or mm-hmm. just a bad year. or it, it, It's funny because... It was a year full of such promise going in, at least on paper. You're like, oh, we got Brandon Marshall, Odell, still Odell. Sterling is, you know, contributing and proving himself of being one Mm -hmm. of the staple guys in his league. Eli's still Eli. Mm -hmm. The defense balled last year. Like, hope the O-line gets better from last year. You're just like, man, this is going to, you know, this is going to pan out. This could be a big year. Yep. And then for it to just go completely in the opposite direction is, is crazy. Now, you hear... Again, this is PR speaking. You hear there's been, um, I don't even want to call them rumors, like rumblings. Um, And you hear this often. I've always wondered kind of like what it means, if it's really a reality or whatnot. But you hear of coaches, you you, you hear of coaches losing, this is kind of (laughs) awesome. This is why when I edited this. Vic seems to have left something in his automobile. Yo, I don't know if you <laughs> saw the light bulb go off. I was like, oh. oh I God. mean, for you guys that don't know the setup, 
like we face each other, right? So Vic's microphone and my microphone were on opposite sides of the table. And I see him go like kind of into a sheer panic <laughs> as I'm talking. But the show must go on. And I'm talking and, you know, we're covering our topics and doing what we do. But I see him feverishly like on his phone. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? You want to tell the people what just happened? Uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm sitting here doing this Victor Cruz show, which we do uh, roughly every two or three weeks or so. And it hits me that I got out of the Uber and I left a bag, uh, one of my bags, in the actual Uber. Uh, just to give you guys a time frame, the Uber left roughly about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> so he probably picked up three other people and he's on to the next right now. Um, so hopefully I can retrieve that item. So let's do this. We're going to take a break. Okay. We're going to get you to retrieve that item. Okay, let's hope it works. And when we come back, we'll come back with the world heavyweight champion of the world. Perfect. Deontay Wilder. But All right. All right, we're back on the Victor Cruz Show, everyone. We have a, a treat. P, are you ready for our guest? I'm excited about it. I'm this. excited about our guest, too. We have WBC heavyweight world champion Deontay Wilder on the show right now. Deontay, what's up, brother? What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? We're great. We're great. Vic, what I'm not going to allow you to do is disrespect this man. You address this man by champ. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm so, I thought I said no, it. No, no, you addressed this man by the champ. Pardon okay. me. Pardon me, champ. Pardon me, champ. Uh, pardon me, champ. So talk to me, champ. I know you're getting ready for a fight. I know uh, you, you, you know, you're going through your training camp. You're going through your process. Uh, how are things going right now? Talk to us. Man, everything's going great, man. I'm looking forward uh, to November the 4th at the Barclays Center on Showtime, man. It's, 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 it's exciting times right now. This is the week of the, well, three days, uh, three days until the fight. It's go time, man. I'm looking to unify this division. But first, I got to get Burn Mr. Burn out of the way. And what's so special about Burn Mr. Burn and why people should watch this fight or come and Talk your shit, fight? champ. Talk your Talk shit. Talk about it, champ. I'm going to just sit back. This is all you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 the, it's the matter of fact that this was the only fighter to, to escape the bombs that come from me, the bronze bomber. And uh, he survived. But I told him, I told him I would beat him to an end of his life. And I, I promised him that, and I did just that. So now he back for more. He said he ate my breakfast. I told him he better have he better have room for lunch. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm coming to get him some lunch. Yo, champ. So once I knock him out, he would be it would be no more it would be no other fighter that that got in the ring with me and not got knocked out. So this is a special moment for me. Yo, P, I'm not gonna front to you. I got goosebumps. Just, I got no, about the listen, chair. Listen, I'm ready. You know what I'm I got? Ready. He believed every single every, word. He I said believed every no, single listen. word, fam. That's the that's the, that's even better. Champ, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How you know? How was camp? Was it a great camp? Was it different than any other camp? How'd you feel coming out of camp? Man, it was amazing camp. You know, we was getting ready for uh, Luis Ortiz, mm. the original fighter, but we all know what happened to him. And those that don't know what happened, you know, he ended up shooting something in his body or taking something by mouth, uh, and it, it got he got called for um, PED, okay. which is performing enhancement yep, drug. Yep. So, um, um, so now we had to switch up for to uh, a southpaw to octodice, and that would burn Mister Vern come in, and he's my mandatory. So I must face him. To okay. get my pa my path clear for for unification, so training for that has been great, man. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, I'm here in Brooklyn. I can't wait, man. It's gonna be live action. Uh, just so y'all know, the fight is set Saturday, November fourth, live on. Shout out to Steven Espinosa and all our and all our friends over at Showtime that that are promoting mm -hmm. this fight, putting this fight on. It's an amazing uh, venue to even host this fight. Okay, champ, you are from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Is that correct? Correct. 
How did you escape the football? How did you not become a defensive end? Champ, before you answer that, how is this not? Before you answer that, there's quarterbacks all across the country that should be sending you a tithe (laughs) every Sunday for you not playing football. 100% because I know Nick Saban is down there and he's trying to find the best guy. And he always seemed to always find the best guys. How did you slip through? Did you play football as a kid? Um, Was that something you loved? Was it not your thing? Talk to us. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I play a lot of sports. You know what I mean? I'm a definitely a, a true athlete, and football definitely was one of them. If you're down in Tuscaloosa, you, you, you know what I mean? As a child, your goal is definitely to play football and basketball, more so football than basketball, you know, because they win all the time. But mm-hmm. my goal was to to play football for the Crimson Tide. But, um, you know, I had to go to a, a community college first um, because I didn't have enough credit for for the uh, Alabama you know, I didn't take it too seriously, you know. But um, so I started boxing because of my daughter. During that time, I had a daughter that was born with spina bifida, oh, wow. and um, I needed some money. So, you know, I looked at, to, towards boxing because I always had nice hands streetwise and stuff like that. And I wanted anyone to want to get lippy, champ, back in the day. If anyone want to get lippy, they was going froggy. down. Yeah, they was going okay. down. Yeah, oh, what? <laughs> it went down. You know, people that know me know me. They're like, man, shit, we knew these going to be this. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? He's been exactly. knocking grown men out in, in kindergarten. That's what they'll say. <laughs> but, 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 yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's crazy, though, because I got a great relationship with those guys, especially Nick. Nick is a is an awesome coach, man. He, he definitely don't show no favoritism and stuff like that. But, you know, sometimes – you know, God have other plans for people, and his plan for me was to be a fighter. Hey, hey, champ, God makes no mistakes, right? There you go. Yes, sir. Let me, no ask, let me ask you this. I think for me, when we were, you know, when Vic and I were going through notes, it's like one thing I kept on getting, you know, spending time on is like, you're not just a world heavyweight champion, you know, double BC. You are the first American heavyweight champion in over a decade. Does, is it a little more special to you because of that? Yeah, not, not a little bit. A little bit plays part in that, but what's so special about it to me is that um, you know winning the belt on Marlon, uh, on um, Ali birthday, mm. and then followed behind you know Marlon King was I think the fifteenth, and you know all that different different thing like you know Muhammad Ali is my my idol. He's my all time favorite when it comes to boxing, and uh, all those things plays a part. You know, being American, being black, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, having that belt. You know, all that plays a Absolutely. part um, of of it. So I'm proudly to say that I am the WBC heavyweight champion of the world. Mm. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. That's what's up, champ. We appreciate that. Look, I know you're in training camp. I know uh, you're going through your regiment, going through your sparring. Is there music playing in there? Is there music blaring? If so, what are you listening to? Or whether you're in your whip and your headphones before the fight, what are you into right now? What are your music? Uh, what are your music favorites? You know, for me, it's like when it comes to music. When it comes to music, because I was shielded for a long, like we we grew up, man. You know, we grew up. My 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 grandmother was a pastor, and my father was a minister. So you know, we were shielded from a lot of things. You know, especially mm-hmm. with music, we can mm-hmm. listen to no R and B, no hip hop, and oh, stuff wow. like that. 
and until I, you know, until I, I didn't really fall in love into hip hop until like my my thirties and stuff like that, man. And um, as music, you know, I I love I listen if it, if the music sound good, I'm a fan of that person. Like it's so much music mm-hmm. out here to just 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 to limitize yourself or who you listen to or who's the favorite, you know. Because there's so many different people that make so much great music. It's like I'm a fan of everybody. You know, I, mean, I just can't point out just one particular person. Like if you, if it sounds good, I like it. Then I become a fan of I yours like that. and stuff like that. So you know, uh, I love music. Period. And when I'm in the gym, we always listen to some old school funk. You know, ain't that like the old? <laughs> I like that. I like that. Bones. I like that's when it was real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the old school funk that had your bones moving and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? It ain't nothing like that. So, you know, that's what we usually do in the gym and stuff like that. And then when it's time to fight, man, it's just I'm all inner self. You know, I'm all about my motive, uh, I'm all about um, uh, meditation and visualization. So I have no music. It's all about inner self, what I have to do. Sometimes peace is the, it's the best music that you can have, peace and silence. That's where you can get your mind focused and your mind mm-hmm. clear. Mm-hmm. Champ, let me ask you this. You have a, a very rare combination of, you know, the, the limited footage I've been able to see of you and camp or just you sparring or you hitting mitts or you just working out, you have a ton of, at least it seems like you're having so much fun. You're loose, you're messing around with your crew and your guys and whatnot, but when that bell rings, there's no one more about his business. Like, you, you, you're clearly, you know, you go to a different place, like the Hurt business. Like, has that always been your style? Have fun, but when it's time to get to the money, it's it's, it's time to get busy? Uh, most definitely. Yes, sir, thank you. Most most definitely. Yeah, baby. Most definitely. That's how it always be. You know what I mean? It's it's like boxing is a brutal sport, and I I I I, I you know look at it accordingly. You know, I, you can't play this. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's the most difficult sport in the world because it, it it's something that you just can't wake up and say I want to box, and then you go to the gym and you just do it. It ain't nothing with luck with boxing. Either you have it mm-hmm. or you don't. But what makes my mentality be what it is when I get in the ring, because I tell people all the time, I got two different personalities. Outside of the ring, I'm Deontay Wilder. I'm silly. I'm crazy. I'm lovable. You know what I mean? I like to have fun. But on the inside, I'm the bronze bomber. And the bronze bomber don't give a F about nothing. You know what I mean? I, I'm trying to really, in my, my mindset is really trying to hurt this man mm. and get this man out of here. Mm. Like really trying to hurt him. And that's the mentality that you have to have in this business because, this guy, when I look at this guy on the other side of the room, I'm like, man, he's trying to take food off my kid's mouth. He's trying to do the same thing. He probably He's trying to cause harm to my body, so I got to get this one before he get me. And that's just my mindset. So, you know, that's why I go on there and, and do what I do. Mm. I feel you, champ. Talk to us a little bit about, because for a lot of people that don't know, they know the limited, but they know you, obviously, as a boxer. They know Floyd Mayweather. They, what do you think about the state of boxing right now? Talk to us about where you think the future is. Is there a future, or, or particularly about heavyweight boxing? Because heavyweight boxing hasn't been as prominent uh, as it is now. Obviously, you are at the forefront of that. Um, talk to us about your thoughts on where where, bo- where the sport of boxing is going. I think the sport of boxing is. <clears throat> I think the sport of boxing is uh, is definitely in a good position. It's definitely headed in the right direction, especially the heavyweight division. You know, um, the heavyweight division has since the Klitschko's has got it out of there and they retired, you know, it definitely became more exciting, more, a lot of other things has been going on. Belts have been switching back and forth. And mm-hmm. I'm the only champion really that's been reigning for almost three years. Mm-hmm. I'm the lonely reigning champion now, you know, um, in, a, in a while. So it's in a good state, man. 
but we're going to make it even better, especially for America. I can't wait till that glory days come back to America. Mm. And what's going to help that is us. It's Americans. You know, as, Amer- as, as, as people in America, see, we're so easily to adopt other people, other foreign countries, and, and, and praise them and welcome them and support them, but leave our own. On, on, on the sideline, leave our own out to hang dry and stuff mm. like that. We don't, we don't support ourselves, you know, our own. And that's what kills the sport a lot. That's what hurts the sport and stuff like that. Which we got some of the best fighters in the world. But sometimes, sometimes you look at, at the sport and you see, you know, most of it dominated by black men. Mm-hmm. And when it, comes to, when it comes to the topic of being black and the history of black, you know, people get – you know, kind of hesitant. Nobody really wants to praise the black man being on top. Look at the history. <laughs> and, and and it's crazy. So, you know, as a black man, I'm proud to be. And it's just, we have to come together as a whole and just support each other. You know what I mean? No matter what. All these other, all these other, con- all these other countries, they support theirs. Yep. They don't need our help supporting ours. See, we'll support their people and they support their own people. So it doubles. They don't need that because they love their people. They're going to support theirs. And I think as long as we come together and support our own, it, just, it can't do nothing but make the sport even better than what it is now. I agree with you, Champ, and I think that's big, especially you know as, as athletes, um, that we understand our stance, that we understand that as athletes we have a, an opportunity to progress not only the sport or the culture but our heritage, being African-American, being black in this society, being a champion in society, and you represent that each and every time you lace the gloves up. I represent that each and every time I do anything, whether it's play football or be on TV or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. We represent uh, that youth, and I thank you for, for saying those words and being at the forefront of that in your perspective sport and, uh, and, keep, and keep using your platform to push the culture forward. Uh, most definitely, brother. It's, 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 it feels like an obligation for me because, you know, Absolutely. a lot of people don't want to talk about certain issues that goes on especially when it comes to racism and stuff like that. People always sweep that under the rug. They don't want to talk about it because of what has happened in the history. And when you bring history up today, we'll see that we still live in history. We're still living in this shit, man. And people don't understand it. They all, I mean, but that's a whole, man, I can go forever with that, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. I swear, man, y'all going to get me started, man. And, 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 man. Hey, Chip, let me ask you this. I know what I was doing last Saturday night at around... 5 p.m. Eastern time. I was in front of my television watching a boxing match. Were you doing the same? This time last year? This time last week. Saturday oh, last this, week. Oh, this time? Oh, for sure. For sure. I know what you hate. <laughs> <laughs> can, 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 you indul- can you indulge us for one minute and can we have a conversation not pertaining to this fight for one second? Yeah, let's do. Anthony Joshua. Um... Um, I'm sure you saw the fight as as most of us did. Uh, you know, I won't even speak of the fight itself. I thought it was interesting after the fight that your name came up immediately. Um, mm. What was your immediate reaction to it, if you had any? My immediate, well, I was just waiting on on, on Anthony to say my name. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, champ, uh, champ's about that need. smoke. Champ's about that smoke. Every bit of that smoke. <laughs> I was waiting on. I was sitting there waiting on him to say my name, but. Every time AJ speaks and he don't speak my name and he try to avoid me, it makes it makes me cringe a little bit. Mm. It just make like you you was a champion, man. You were a champion and you sounding like you sounding like you you you're not a champion. He sound uncomfortable in himself. He don't have no confidence. He always talking about he need more time to prepare for me. It may the fight may happen in 2018, 19, or even twenty. 
And you don't you don't supposed to sound like that as a champion, man. You know, the, the things that they got going, they don't want no smoke with me at all. Mm. I'm too risky. I'm a danger. Talk that to talk, champ. Talk that on. talk. You know, and they know it. He 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 he. he he gets so nervous when missing my name. Even his promoter, you know, the mm-hmm. promoter have more. The promoter, the, po- the promoter is more confident in him than he is in himself. All you know, facts. Because, but you know why? Because the promoter ain't got to take this pain. He ain't got to take these punches. He ain't in that you ring. Yeah, he ain't getting in there. So you can talk that talk outside of the ring because he can't get in there. But at the end of the day, his promoter see that I am a risk. That this operation that we have built. This money thing that we got going on, it can all end with the Deontay Wilder. You see, they change up all the time. They was talking about coming to America. Now, oh, well, I think we should stay here. Um, we, uh, why, why should we go over there? We should stay here. You know, we got a good thing going over here. I mean, but at the end of the day, the money is in America. Mm-hmm. The mega Absolutely. of boxing is in America. See, they done brainwashed so many people. You know, Everything got you know, filling out stadiums and all that, that looks good. It looks good. And I'm happy for Josh because he's a black man. Finally get praised. Somebody get praise him. You know what I mean? It looks good. But let's be realistic. When people come to their senses, senses and they come and stop being brainwashed, really see the, the fact of the matter, is that, you know, and, and I won't edit to show the numbers because we know the real numbers, what goes on. You, anybody can put out something like this and that. But, but let's be honest, man. At the end of the day, like I said, at the end of the day, Joshua is still and – and when I say it, man, I don't – you know, I hate to you know, put it like this way, but I speak facts and the facts and, and, and it is what it is. But at the end of the day, Joshua is still a black man. They're going to – and, and, and being, being that he's a black man in the U.K. where the trade slavery started, mm. just imagine our mentality here in America – what they will be, what they originated, it started there. So they're going to praise this man so long, so far, so high, until they stop believing their own bullshit, and they're going to be like, I want him to fight somebody now. Now, it, it ain't like if he was a David Price. David Price it was one of the white guys over there. That right. they, been, they praised him for until he got beat by Tony Thompson. Now, if he was David Price, they wouldn't give a fuck about nothing. They, mm-hmm. they don't care, but... Joshua being that what he is, it's all good and dandy, but after a while, they're going to gonna decline. They're going to want him to fight. He's going to be pushing the corner where he's going to have to fight me. See, all roads lead to Deontay Wilder. No matter how much these guys duck me, how much these guys dodge me, or no matter how much they put PDs in their body and try to avoid me, all roads, that dark alley leads to the bronze bummer because I am the light of the division. I am the baddest man of the division. I am the most feared. Talk I am the hard hitting. I am the electrifying. I am the one. Talk about you. you feel me? Hey, champ, I'm ready to fight right now. I'm ready to fight right now, champ. Come and see me. Hey, hey, Vic, you know how, you know how like sometimes like boxers, they'll sell fights and do what I do? No, I believe every single word he's saying, like, don't get too froggy because it can get popping right then and there. Right on the spot. Hey, hey champ, champ, let me ask you this. So, and I know, you know, you, you're you short on time, so we'll let you go. Um, but quick question. What do you envision being different this fight with Stavern from last fight, right? You've had five successful defenses of your title since you fought him. Uh, what would be the biggest difference you expect? Um, the difference in this fight is going to be a lot easier than the first time. You know, uh, me and Stavern went 12 rounds in the rings. And when you spar people, 
each and every ring, each and every round, it gets better and better, and you learn more and more about that person in that ring because you spend a little bit more time. It's just like being in a relationship with somebody. The more time you spend with that person, the more the more you're gonna get to know about that person. Mm -hmm. And it's the same way in boxing. And when you're fighting a guy, you learn. It's a relationship, and you learn, and you learn about that person. So. Being that I beat him convincingly, yep. you know, no questions as I beat him the first time, and I know what to do, it's going to be easier this time. And then, keep in mind, people didn't even know. I broke my hand in the third round. I injured my eye before we even fought, so I couldn't even see out of one eye. It was black and white in one eye, and I broke my hand uh, uh, in the third round. So, you know, I was fighting off of an injury coming in. He talked about dehydration. Man, I it, that's, you know, you know, that's just an excuse. So this time around, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot easier, but it's going to be fun doing it. I told him, like I said, I was going to beat him to an inch of his life. And this time, man, it might be a death sentence for him. Ooh, Jesus. You know what, man? I got to go. I'm going to let the champ go because I, I, I see some boxing gloves in sight, and I might want to put these boys on and get right. Champ got me excited, man. Champ, Deontay Wilder, everyone, thank you for calling in, brother. We appreciate you. Good luck on your bout. That is November 4th, live on Showtime, a rematch between the champion Deontay Wilder against Bermain Stavern. And uh, I wish you, we wish you here on the Victor Cruz Show the best of luck, champ. Man, thank you guys so much. Love, blessing, and peace to both of you guys, man. And BAM Squad! <laughs> exactly. All right, champ. Peace. Appreciate you, champ. <laughs> All right, brother. Peace. All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Man, I mean. Woo! I want to fight. I hey. like. I just. I might walk up to somebody's random in the streets listen, and just be like, listen. push them. Like, let's square up. Like I said. I don't think he was trying to sell anything at all. That's him. I think That's he him. meant every word of it. Yep. And if he crossed any of those people's paths, Stavern today, Joshua today, he might get a pop. They're getting today. it. Gloves or no gloves. That so was look, great. That was great, man. That was amazing. I mean, I can't wait for the fight now. November fourth. Yep. Showtime. Showtime. Shout out to our, our good people. Where will we be? We'll be, uh, we'll be in Complex. But we'll be watching the fight. That's we'll for sure. We'll definitely be watching. Shout out to uh, our, our friends over at Showtime, Steven Espinosa, Brian Daly. Yep. Good folks over there crushing the game. Absolutely. Um, I don't even know. We can't. I don't even know if we can follow that up. We can't follow that up. <laughs> we we can't. So we're just gonna end. We're gonna end it right there. Listen. Look, people. We appreciate y'all. I hope you. I hope that interview was as. Uh, exciting for you guys as it was for us. Just listen to him and talking and talking to the champ Deontay Wilder. We appreciate y'all. You know what? I'm gonna say one thing before we go. Talk to me. We're gonna put this on the good folks at Uninterrupted. Okay. When champ wins this fight, okay, we gotta maybe go spend a day with him in Tuscaloosa. I wouldn't mind that. I wanna spend a day with the champ. What do I wear in Tuscaloosa? Boots. Alabama Thursday jersey. boots. Alabama. Are we going to Thursday? <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> Thank y'all. Thank y'all for, for tuning in one more time. PR's gone. Paul's out of here. No Thursday boots for him. We'll holla at y'all, man. Y'all be good. That was Peace. another episode of Victor Cruz Show. Peace.